Maybe I should actually even just elaborate a little bit on what the UTA 100 is if you hadn't heard the episode before. Like we should really talk about that. We should probably really talk about that. Explain what the, the acronym is. <laughs> Ultra, Ultra Trail Australia. I didn't even know that until Yeah, now. and 100 stands for 100 kilometers. Um, 61 point 61 miles. point, learn the metric system, miles. What is up? I'm Darren, your co-host of Master of Some, a podcast about health and fitness served up as a metaphor for life. If this is your first time listening or you haven't already, please, please hit the subscribe or follow button or whatever you use to listen to us. Make sure that you get alerts when a new episode comes out. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Acast, and a few others. Also, please rate us on whatever app you use and leave a comment. Lastly, send this podcast or your favorite episode to someone that you think will get some value out of this, as the more people that hear about us, the dopest stuff we can do to then help other people, and then the cycle continues forever. Please note, there is a language warning, as we sometimes cuss slash curse, and I'd hate to put you in an awkward moment if we slip up and use some adult bad words. This season is a bit interesting as we are taking a zoomed in, focused approach and tracking Phil's journey to completing the UTA 100 kilometer ultra trail race in May. We're looking at training for and racing this event as a way for extracting some core lessons that you can take away and apply to your own life, learning from the successes and failures. This episode, we touch on the why and what on UTA, objective versus behavior, power models and more. Moving ahead for the rest of the season, we'll be covering topics such as the mindset of doing something you've never done before, testing for success, a bit of race coverage, raw in the moment experience, reflection on the post-race, what next after the race, and some off-season health focus. I won't hold you up, so let's get into it. All right, so we're here. We got season two, first season is literally a wrap and the beauty of the podcasting world is that all of our shit was evergreen and most of it at least if not all of it yeah so you can go back and listen to that um listener you listener not everyone i'm going to speak to you because only one person is listening right now we're speaking directly to you go back and listen to that first season when you get a chance bounce around it's meant to be more of a uh, a, a book of knowledge and it's not meant to be a story a la carte a la carte. There you go. Yes. It's the sides. You just order some sides. You want some fries? You want some uh, some bacon? More like the steamed kale. Like, it's not fries. Like, we, we don't eat that shit on the Master of Some. True. Only on cheat day or cheat meal. That's right. This is very true. But season one was more of a a, a discovery book. Um, this season, however, is going to be a little bit of a story. And there will be a beginning, middle, and end. Whereas last season, we were trying to figure out what the fuck we wanted to say. <laughs> and what we're doing and how we're going to do it without killing each other. We didn't kill each other. We're here. And I know it seems seamless, like, you know, from from the outside. You guys had no idea. Like, <laughs> it was completely planned. The whole thing it was great. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so we've got Phil going in and 
conquering or attempting to conquer a race that may or may not break you. Is that correct? Is that you've had nothing because exiting last season, which was actually the start to this whole podcast, it was nothing has broken you. Did I say that wrong again? Maybe. Uh, I think I think this is deja vu. Like uh, <laughs> I keep quoting you wrong. No, I, 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 yeah, I think no, I think that's I think that's roughly right. Like I've I've not had a race where I've been kind of where I've stopped. Like the broken the, the that's, forced that's me to right. quit. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is actually Phil's journey, and I may or may not have spoken about that earlier in the the intro with all the music playing. But yeah, I'm not gonna you know speak Phil's words. Full disclaimer: I know nothing about ultras. I mean, I know a little bit, and I tr- really don't trail run. If I trail run, it's on the trails with my regular running shoes. I haven't done anything more than a DIY marathon, which we might talk about uh, sooner or later. That was impressive. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sub three hours in a DIY marathon. Like, with minimal training. With that minimal training, yeah. Asterisk. Not marathon-specific training. Yeah. Uh, just to see where my body was and how much it could handle. So, yeah, I've got a blog post on that. We will link that in the show notes. Um, but, yeah, with without further ado, which probably has been said twice now, I'm going to kind of hand this off to Mr. Phil Cross, and he's going to educate us on the season. He's going to let us let me know about ultras and why the hell he's doing them. Um, much respect, but sure. it just I know we just had Anna Marie on last season, but um, I, I don't get it. Just okay. run, just run fast for short. Anyway, I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't interject my my subjective opinion. Hey, you don't judge my lifestyle choices. I won't. Um, that's that's distance dist. Wait a minute, is that a word? Distances. Like, distances. Oh, like racist? Like, like racist Distance. or sexist? <laughs> huh. I'm calling you out, Darren. Huh. I'm setting the internet on you. <laughs> You're prejudiced against people who run a long way. Um, so, yeah, like Darren said, we're, we're kind of going to follow uh, my journey to completing, or hopefully completing the UTA 100 later in this year. Um, but this isn't all about me. This is about adding value to you. I'm not so narcissistic that I think everyone wants to hear about how I'm progressing towards achieving a race goal. So hopefully the way we structure this, you'll be able to extract some lessons and some value. And and that doesn't mean um, only for you ultra folk who are completing uh, similar races. It can be applied to anything. The, we're going to dig into the sort of general principles behind things. So just to give you a bit of a flavor for what you might expect from from season two, um, we're going to look at the mindset of doing something you've never done before. So I've done some 50 kilometer ultras, but never uh, gone for the full kind of 100 with this kind of elevation. Um, we're going to look at testing for success. So how to properly try out things like nutrition and gear and pacing before uh, before a race. Again, especially something you've you've not done before. I guess the theme of this season is kind of stepping up and going beyond your beyond your comfort zone into the uh, into the unknown. We're going to hopefully have some interviews. Those are still being locked down, so I don't want to give away names just yet, but we're going to try and get some uh, some more folk. Um, as Darren said before, we interviewed Anna Marie Watson, uh, my good friend and world-class ultra runner last season. So um, that was episode nine. Please go check that out if you're interested. Um, we're going to have some, uh, some race coverage. So we're going to have some live in the moment, uh, recordings of me potentially swearing more than we usually do on this podcast, depending on how the, how the race is going and how I'm feeling. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see with that one. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't, I haven't brought my, my portable 
podcast gear out to a race that's a hundred kilometers long. So I don't I don't know how much how much I'm going to get, but we'll we'll get something. We'll get something. <laughs> we'll get something. Um, if not, it might just be interviewing the support crew talking about how grumpy I am. Um, we'll then have some um, we'll then have some reflections on the race. So some lessons learned, what went well, what didn't, and again trying to draw out some general general principles. And then then I think uh, something that's kind of overlooked in our community is the the post race experience. The the what's next after you've trained for a you know something that's kind of big and consumed your life for a little while. What do you do? How do you set new goals? And also how do you approach um, you know what should be a what should be an off season and a period of downtime time um there's a few more things we might get into in the in the season as well but that's the kind of general uh, general theme of the thing so with all goals and objectives there's got to be a strong why and i've heard that somewhere before i i, I think some, it was some wise wise <laughs> folks said that i think it was the first episode of this podcast, The Master of Some. Once again, we peaked to episode one. one. <laughs> we keep directing. We reposted that episode. It is pretty absurd how uh, how, how that first episode. I mean, it just it's it just shows the greatness. It's 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 just humble greatness. brag. That's, humble brag. Sure. But yeah, so you got to practice what you preach, man. And what are your your whys or your five whys? And that's W H Y apostrophe S, right? Is it apostrophe? Yeah. Does it become possessive? No, whys because it's plural. Sure. Yeah. 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 So it's why? This is, why? This is, why? why? This is why? grammar why? with Darren and Phil. <laughs> so yeah, give them to me, man. Sure. Um, so I guess the first one is unfinished business. So I've... I've... I've, I've kind of scheduled this race in twice before. The first time... I was two weeks out from it. I was well trained. I was feeling fit. I was feeling good. I went for my last long run with uh, with a few friends, and uh, I got Achilles tendinosis, um, which is, is that my- same as t- tendinitis. Well, there is no Achilles tendonitis. tendonitis. Oh, then I have tendinosis then. That's right, yeah. Shit, I have that right now. Yeah, so it's, cool. it's, it's a thickening of the tendon. Kind of, I had a... Paula, my very smart, very talented physio, explained the difference to me. Is she, um, is she still in Sydney? She is, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go to her. Shout out to the to the body fixer, Paula Luke. Yeah. Um, if you honestly, she is a, she is a, uh, she is a wizard. Um, yeah, we should so, have her on. Anyway. Yeah, we should. We'll, yeah. we'll go, Paul. She's a, she's an absolute wizard. Definitely anyway. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so th- that happened. So I couldn't complete the race. Um, and then uh, last year I was going to do it, and then I didn't realize I had a scheduling conflict with a with a with a work thing that I couldn't uh, I couldn't move. So I I knew that months out. So I I sort of had to pull the pin on it, which was unfortunate again. So I feel like I've got unfinished business with this race. I've done the 50 before. I loved it. But like the 100 has kind of now eluded me a couple of times. And I realize it's ridiculous like to say that. But psychologically, I feel like there's some unfinished business there. And kind of next on the list is the the fact that I think having lofty goals and, and moving beyond your comfort zone is psychologically healthy. So we know that we only grow by doing things that we haven't done before. Otherwise it's just repetition. Otherwise it's just doing, you know, it, it's, 
I guess, channeling the grooves even deeper that you've already made. Whereas pushing yourself beyond that, um, there's some good uh, there's some good research uh, about this in terms of um, failure and 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 pushing beyond and seeing what you can do and what you can't do um, in terms of create, creating new myelin sheaths um, around your around your neurons um, and actually being able to uh, being able to acquire and develop new skills. So super important yeah and i'll I'll jump on that um i was speaking with a uh vedic vedic however you want to say it i'm Uh, not sure i think i think meditation coach yeah um, and he spoke on creation versus maintenance versus destruction okay mindsets yeah um and creation is going towards the super uncomfortable awkward shit yeah and then maintenance and so, so when you're going to that, you know, when you do something the first time, it's like, oh, this is weird. And then it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And you grow and it's really cool. Yeah. But then what happens is you want to like a drug addict. You want to maintain that first high. Yes. So you keep doing the same thing, expecting it to feel like that. Yeah. And then actually what you need to do is do something more uncomfortable. That's right. So you start maintaining without knowing it. You subconsciously maintain and you're not actually growing. You're just trying to get that high from the first creative state. And then if you don't actually pivot, you end up destroying and he he said something like, "You you nature, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, will take it away from you." Yeah, yeah. And that's the destruction, or whether you do it. And I was like, "That's a really poetic, beautiful way of describing a lot of things." Yeah. Um, so it has to be uncomfortable, awkward shit, and that's the you know that's the, the growth. So that that's a little. Yeah, I com- I completely agree, and that that sort of ties into that ties into the next part, which is um, kind of dragon slaying. It gives you a dragon to slay, and you know if you listen to uh, like Jordan Peterson has some great points to make on this. Like th- this seems to be hardwired into the zeitgeist of of kind of human culture, the the overcoming obstacles, having having adversity, having difficulty, overcoming and, and growing as a person while you do, um, it is is seems to be fundamental to to human nature. We 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 seemed hardwired to do that. Um, so I think having a healthy dragon to slay um, is 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 kind of part of my part of my why, um, for sure. Um, and and it, and and part of that is is sharpening my motivation to push myself in training. You know, exactly as you were saying before, if I had no specific goal, would I go out and do a six hour training run? Probably not. But will going out and doing a six hour training run take me to some places that I've not been before? Will it push me out of my comfort zone? Will it force me to do something difficult? And will I grow as a person? Yeah, probably. Um, and I think that's the, I think that's the whole. Uh, and going back to what what we kind of said at the start, seeing if it breaks me is is interesting, and and not in a not in a sort of um, masochistic way, and not in a um, not in an egotistical way either. Like not you know like oh I'm so tough I need to find this really hard race to see if it like you know breaks me down, but just seeing I've not had that experience in a race. You know I've. I've been in races and hurt before, but I've never had to stop. Like I've never like been pushed so hard or for so long. And I'm not sure I can, um, I'm not sure I've got the wiring and I've never really tried to push so hard in a, say like a 10 K race where I just collapse, where I like Alistair Brownlee style, just start wobbling and and fall (laughs) over. I'm, I'm not sure my central governor, um, 
shout out to Tim Noakes. If you've not researched central governor, I suggest taking a look at that. But I'm not sure my central governor will let me do that. So I've got to kind of create that by uh, through distance and time rather than intensity. So ah, you see what I mean? That's a good uh <laughs> that's a good rebuttal to my just run really fast and hard. Yeah. It's like it's it's similar to to a lot of people that go into triathlons a long distance. Yes. They just they, you know what, what is it um a friend of mine who loves doing 7-hour bike rides for you know for fun. Sure. Um he's like my 5K time is the same as my 10K time is the same as my half like the pace. Sorry. Yeah, pace. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like it's 5 minutes per K. 10k five minutes per k he's like i have one gear you know and i'm just like what the fuck dude like but you know i come from a sprint background basketball fast yeah yeah obviously it's genetics and also worked on them at early age so i'm just like you know what the fuck are you talking about so it's it's we come from very different yeah backgrounds literally you know and and literally so it's it's interesting that that that's actually you just framed my why the hell are you doing long distance stuff yeah and that's the only way you can get it so unfortunately you know it takes you a lot of time to sure to 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 break yourself or to yeah. attempt to break yourself see what the breaking point is sure whereas it takes me uh, a less amount of time so that's right ju- just a quick not to hijack your no mate go this is great number three why um i realized that i had to slay my dragon with the diy marathon yeah nice and i had been you know, I really in my head, and I, I wrote a blog post on this, like why I had to do this marathon. Go read it, way. by the way; it's really good. Thank you, thank yeah. you, Phil. And it, it, you speaking the way you're speaking, that was my, that was me doing this damn sub three hour marathon. Mm. And it's not gonna break any world records. It's an impressive time of sorts. Um, you know, compared to professional elite runners, it ain't shit. Yeah. But um, you know, compared to most runners, like that's pretty damn good time. Yeah. Um and I, I wanted to see where my aerobic system was because I had been, you know, doing this training for this for six years ago. That was my whole thing. It was doing Iron Man and also do a marathon in this time. So to to test my body in a different way, not like distance. It was actually what's the least amount of training I can do to actually see the most amount of gains. Yeah. To see how yeah. efficient and effective and economical my 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 system is my body my running form my my aerobic system and all that stuff so back to you man i think you're number four why no uh, yeah that, that was great um so yeah sharpening my motivation to push myself finding my limit um which uh, again i think is a you know i think is an interesting thing for me and and and, and to the endurance training point as uh, as well like i i genuinely love like long runs on trails like i you know i i would do that for fun anyway like a three-hour run like i was out in the blue mountains this weekend and like just went and i was you know there doing some training but just like i went for a three-hour run um on those trails and it's just phenomenal like it's stunning nature and the solitude of being out in the uh out in the bush like I just genuinely like the training, but getting to the mountains is sometimes a pain in the ass, and this kind of forces me to uh, forces me to get there because <laughs> I have to do the training, which is uh, yeah, which is uh, which is pretty good. It's uh, so beautiful out there. Yeah. I, I finally went hiking out there for the first time. I did the generic uh, three sisters walk a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was nice. It was, it was super generic. I really didn't care about nature. Sure. But as I've been running and just going to Centennial Park, which is the it's the central park of Sydney. Sure. It's the main huge park. There's this outer rim that's all off 
road. Um, I usually cycle across it, but I had been riding, uh, running it the past few years. And now that I moved away from Centennial Park, I miss it. Yeah. I miss just I do that run all the time. I love it. Zoning like, out. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. You lived in Redfern, so you knew about it. Yeah. When you lived in Redfern, it's it's so fucking awesome. And um, it really made me interested in in doing proper runs off-road. Obviously, living in Sydney, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, you have to travel to the run. You can't just That's right. from your door. And uh, my partner and I, we hiked the Grand Canyon. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm sure. Yeah, I've never been, but like it looks. Wait, awesome. you never done? No, the Grand Canyon uh, in Blue Mountains. Oh, Sydney. okay. Sorry, the Grand I've Canyon got, hike. I, yeah, not, yeah, not the Grand Canyon. I, hope I was going to say. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna you say, know yeah. what I'm talking about? The one. Yeah, yeah. Like it, dro- it drops 12 degrees. Yeah. And you're like in basically a rainforest. Like, yeah. oh my god, it's great. And the waterfall, like I didn't even know that existed in our drive, our 50 minute drive outside of. Sydney, and I hear there's even, you know, there's there's nicer ones or longer ones. And if you look at the Strava They're all map, good. there's yeah. so much mountain biking. Like, I didn't know that was an hour and a half from Sydney. And I know why so many people go out to the Blue Mountains now to get the fuck away from Sydney. Yeah. It's like going upstate New York when you live in New York City. So, it's fantastic. So, yeah, man, just uh, just another, another yeah, addition yeah. to that. All good. Um, and and uh, another reason, it, it's a dragon that's ecological as well. And I'll get onto that in a second. But... Um, I've got lots of projects going on in my life at the moment and doing Ironman and training for riding and swimming as well would be, I'll still ride like, you know, riding's good cross training and it's good for recovery. It's good for sort of, you know, enhancing my aerobic base as well. Um, but uh, you know, it's a supplement to running. Um, so yeah, the, the running, even the long running, like is still pretty, is very doable actually you know you're never running more than an hour on weekdays and then you get out and do some long runs at the weekend um that's very doable with my like what the other stuff i want to achieve in my life so i realized that wasn't like a cascading y set like um you know it wasn't y to the y to the y to the y you know when you get down to everything it's 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 uh well actually a kind of deeper why for me there i'm kind of going beyond five but that's okay is the um i have a proclivity to discount my achievements so i'll finish a race um and you know some people you you see that finish line photo and they're like fin- fists clenched in the air and this yeah kind of I, you are an iron you are man. an iron man and people are so happy ah! And my reaction to finishing literally everything in my life is, yeah, that wasn't a big deal. What next? Like, really, like, I've, I don't think anything I do is a, is a big deal or worthy of praise from myself or anyone else. So this, I'm slowly kind of retraining myself from that to, to kind of count and, and acknowledge the things I, <laughs> I do. Um, and if I can't acknowledge running 100 kilometers in the mountains, then, you know, that's, that's, uh, uh, yeah, I'll probably have to do some more work. <laughs> So that's another one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So because we plan most of our episodes and we plan what we're writing, Phil wrote, and I don't get this, objective versus behaviors. <laughs> Touch on 14 hours being out of my control stoicism, behavior, training, recovery, mindset, etc. Phil, please tell me what the fuck that means. <laughs> Seamless 
show notes, pre-show notes. Um, so basically uh, just an acknowledgement of the difference here between uh, an outcome goal. So with the UTA 100, if you finish it within... So maybe I should actually even just elaborate a little bit on what the UTA 100 is if you hadn't heard the episode before. Like we should really talk about that. We should probably really talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, So it's a... Four, it, it's a what, Explain um, what the, the acronym yeah. is. <laughs> Ultra, Ultra Trail Australia. I didn't even and, know that until Yeah. That. And 100 stands for 100 kilometers. Um, 61 point 61 miles. point learn the metric system miles. Um, and it's uh, it's through the Blue Mountains in Australia. Um, I think there's about four thousand meters of elevation in the in the in the race, which is which is a seven thousand feet. I think which is which seven thousand learn the metric system feet. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's tough. There's lots of stairs. There's lots of climbs. the The weather can be unpredictable because it's in the mountains. Um, you have to you know, carry a lot of water and nutrition and and gear. It's not self supported. It's uh, there are eight stations, right? there are eight stations. Yeah, yeah. The there soup, are, I hear soup's a big one. The sure, yeah. Whatever, every, whatever every, you need. Every ultra trail is like, I just got the soup. Soup, yeah. I just ate the soup. I'm like, you crave weird stuff. Like in long races, you st- like you start getting sick of what you've got, and you Fair. just yeah. I remember, I remember, I'm Iron Man Bustleton. Um, I was just so sick of my nutrition, and then I grabbed a piece of watermelon from one of the uh, one of the aid stations, and it was the the literally the <laughs> finest thing I think I've ever eaten in my life. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the race. And and if you finish in under fourteen hours, you get a uh, you get a silver belt buckle, which is like, like the wrestling, like, like yeah, like a WWE. like a WWE, yeah. And it's like you can you can come in and hit your opponent around the face with it in the Macho in Man Randy Savage. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the race, and I want to finish it in under fourteen hours, which is a, you know, which is a, it's doable, but it's you know, it's not easy. Um, but I recognise that that is out of my control. Like there could be any number of things on the day that cause me to not do that. Um, you know, I'll I'll hopefully my my training, so my behaviour goals, which are. How I train, what I eat, how I recover, my uh, my meditation and mindset training—all all of that is within my control. Um, and I have a I have an outcome goal, but I'm also um, not attached to it. You know, if I if I complete the race and I know I've given it my all in in training and on the day, and for whatever reason, you know, say it's just torrential rain and stuff like that, um, and I don't complete it in under fourteen hours, so be it. But that's the that's the goal. I like that. That is just to give you a bit more perspective. If you're a short distance runner like me and you hear 14 hours over 100 Ks and you're like, fuck paces that, man. Uh, that is an average of eight minutes, 24 seconds per kilometer. Which doesn't sound fast. And, uh, and But all that climbing and up and down shit, like, you're, that's you're, bananas. You're walking yeah. a lot of the hills. You're having to be really careful with your footwork on a lot of the descents because there's some right ankle, you're done. fairly technical bits. Yeah. Um, and also running to pace in these races is you, you running to feel and running to kind of heart rate is is because running to pace is just almost impossible because you got flat sections of like you know slightly downhill fire trail where you can be running you know sub five minute k's probably that that might be overegging it a bit but you can run fast enough but then you've got bits where you're you are just walking so trying to look at like an average pace is mm, apart from seeing if you're on track for your goal time is not particularly helpful in terms of like measuring your effort so yeah thank you thank you 
So tell me more about the power model, which guess what? We spoke about that on season one, episode one. Good goals. Go back and listen to that. But tell me more about this power model because we practice what we preach here at the Master of Some. That's right. So if I kind of look at my goal through the lens of the power model, which is is basically a goal setting framework. If you're in uh, in the business world, you're probably familiar with smart goals. Um, throw that in the trash. It's a bit rubbish. Uh, power model's way better. So uh, <laughs> P stands for a positively articulated goal. So you're you're towards motivated for your goal. It's it's not like. I don't want a DNF. It's I want to finish the race strong and feel good in under 14 hours. Like that's my, you know, that's my that's my goal. I want to finish in under 14 hours knowing I did everything I could to achieve that. Um the O stands for ownership. So do I have control over over the the goal? I've already talked about kind of no I don't have control over the 14 hours necessarily, but I do have control over what I how I train and what I eat and how I recover um, leading into it. So that's the ownership component. Um, what? So this is the what does success uh, look like um, and what are you going to do specifically? So here, again, the the success is measured in, well, two things is the, is the, is the specific time, but also um, my measure of, you know, objectively um, or subjectively, how did I, you know, how did I feel I did? Um I've got some things in place to track that. I've got a huge spreadsheet of variables that I've drawn up for the race, like covering everything from like from gear, from the type of training I need to do, from the type of nutrition to where it's good to the different aid stations on the course. Um, to yeah, like I think there's about a hundred point variable spreadsheet that that kind it's of intense, that looks at everything on here. Um, my alley, I love I love spreadsheets and fitness. If anyone wants a copy of that, email talk some shit at the master of some, uh, dot com and I'll uh I'll I'll send you a copy. Yeah. The master of some.com or talk some shit at master of some pod.com. They all come to the same place. Cool. Or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, send me a note and I'll I'll send you a copy. <laughs> Um, yeah, that and like weekly weekly check ins with my mood to see how I'm doing subjectively. So that's, that's good. The, that's yeah. huge. That's it, huge. It I'm really big is. on that because I, I need the energy. Like like I said, I've got a lot of personal projects on and, and work projects and and a lot going and on in my thing, life and, and, this and this podcast, this thing takes up time. <laughs> All, yeah, and and I, I want to be able to devote time and energy to those things. Like I want to do well at this race, but I don't want it to suck my life. And I know I can train, you know, with relatively minimal training and still accomplish this. So just that check-in. Um, and then ecology is the next one. That's the E in power model. Um, so how does it fit with the rest of my life? So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lose my relationship or my job over training for this thing. Um, it fits in pretty well. Like I know I can do the training and, and succeed. Uh, I'm not sacrificing anything. Like I'd be, I'd be training anyway. So this is, this is fine. Um, and the last thing in the, uh, in the power models are, is resources. Do I have the resources to accomplish this? That's kind of a moot point here. Like the, you know, there's a entry fee, and I've got to go stay in the Blue Mountains. But but yes, I <laughs> I can I can afford running shoes in the entry fee, so um, I'm all good on that front. Oh, you privileged motherfucker! You. I know that's 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 my privilege showing right there. It's running shoe privilege. So there you have it. That is season two, episode one. We made it. Finding Ultra. We made it. We are shout out to Rich Roll for stealing the title of the episode. Who? Rich Roll, fam- famous vegan ultra endurance athlete. 
He's got the Rich Roll podcast. It's really good. Oh, it sounds like Rick Roll. Like someone. It does sound like Rick Roll, but it's Rich Roll. He's a cool guy. I like him. I think I should play that song now. Do it. Do it. Like who? Who was it? It was uh, Rick Astley. Oh my! I thought he was black (laughs) until I saw the video last year. I swore he was black. (laughs) Oh my god! Really? Never gonna give you up. That is my jam, man. My mom used to play that. I thought Hole and Oates was black until I was 18 and I saw him live. And I, I called my mom and said, you lied to me my whole life. And she was like, everyone that's, knew they were white. I was like, well, you listened to them and they were soulful, so I thought they were fucking black. That's hilarious. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Rick, Rich Roll. Rich Roll. Rich, Rich Roll. Roll. Yeah. That's the title of his book. I've got a copy of it downstairs. Finding Ultra. Really good book. Finding Ultra. Okay. Yeah. Now I know where the title came from. I that's thought, right. I thought you made that up. No, no, um, I'm not that poetic. Where can people find you on Strava, even though Strava's URLs are pretty shit? Uh, what, what do they type uh, into? They, they, wanna, can they wanna track you and hold you accountable. Find me in the show notes to this because I don't know the URL for my Strava account cool. off the top of my head. <laughs> so there will be a link to it in the show notes though. And yeah, feel free to follow along and you can see how I'm getting on. Cool. Well, I will be possibly jumping on for some of the long runs. Yeah. Maybe for like an hour. I don't know. You'll be going at a decent enough pace where it'll be long. Easy. Long is like five hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the the long, long ones will probably be like yeah, five six hours. All right, I'll catch you middle of the week for your hour runs. Then that's what I'll. Yeah, do. cool. Yeah, because I'm. I'm... Or, the, or the first half of the long ones, like yeah, I'll be doing some local ones. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll flick the show notes on the actual episode if you want to click on some links. I think they'll be clickable. And uh... and hey, any any requests for any topics you'd like us to cover? Like any curiosities? Anything you're you're burning to know about? Let us know in the sh- in the comments or shoot us a note, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, all the social media we're cool with it. Instagram's a hot one, as we were discussing earlier before we hit record. So yeah, shoot us where the, a where the kids are. Every kid is on there right now. Facebook is for old people. Um, yeah. who uses Twitter? I mean, what the fuck is that thing? So, so yeah, hit us up on the Instagram or the email. MAGA, MAGA guys. Like, ang- <laughs> everyone, everyone in the US who's angry at each other, I think, uses alt-right, Twitter. Alt-right. Uh, yeah, this is not a political podcast. So we won't do that. So hopefully the, if, if Darren, myself, is doing the production right, the theme music should be playing us out right now like the Oscars. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up, guys. So I'm going to do a slow fade out on us and then nice. I'm going to come back on nice. top. And say to subscribe, rate, and comment. Narrow it, narrating the production. I yeah, like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're pretty consistent beings, and I'm just gonna. This should be a fade out right now. So, okay, okay. We're gonna. All right, yeah. See you on the trails. I'll keep, I'll keep ranting. I'll keep ranting on this. See you on the trails. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And that's it. As always, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us ramble about shit that we think you could find of interest and that we find of interest and hopefully help everyone out there. Again, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share on whatever you use to listen to us. If you have any questions or concerns or even suggestions for episodes or hell, if you want to be on the show, hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or talk some shit at masterofsomepod.com. That's spelled the normal way. Thank you so much. Peace.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.